everybody. This is Jesusa Alvarado Bautista of SA Project Reach. We are an organization that is committed to working with diverse individuals as well as organizations to help provide drug and alcohol awareness in the community of San Antonio for our youth as well as for our, our youth parents. Uh, today we're going to be discussing uh, something different. Uh, the first two episodes, if anybody's heard, uh, we talked about the use of prescription drugs and how it's starting to rise with our teens and, and the actions that we need to take. And then in our second one, we also talked about it as well, but we started talking about going back to school, uh, what we need to look for, why is it that our teens are starting to use drugs, how is the educational system aspect affecting our kids, and, and what does our educational system need to do for our kids as well as us as parents. So um, if you remember, I, I told you that UNICEF had said that the educational facilities need to be able to recognize the needs of our children in school. And that is take a holistic approach with them, uh, make sure that they have mental health stability in schools, teach our kids how to be nice to each other uh, with, and have understanding and empathy during these, during these times these trying times with the pandemic going on. So there's a lot of things that are going on, a lot of changes that are happening that our kids aren't used to because kids had all these things that they were able to do and then it got taken away at an instance with, with the COVID happening and the rise of individuals getting it, passing away from it, ending up in the hospital, a lot of factors. And we're now one of the key things that is all over that has been over the headlines is school. Schools being forced to reopen uh, during the pandemic, um, for better words, saying because if they don't, then they have a potential of losing government funding for school. So with that, they have to open. But do they think about how the kids feel? I wonder if they anybody has really asked how kids are feeling about going back to school. So. Today, I have my eight-year-old son. I am a single parent. Usually, I have my son at, at you know, my mom's uh, to be babysat, but I've been bringing him the last couple of days because um, I've had to deal with some things. I, I had a friend pass away on the 4th of July, uh, Freddie Garza, rest in peace, and, and I'm glad that he is no longer suffering, uh, passed away from the virus on July 4th. Uh, my son's godfather, uh, Rob, has gotten over the COVID, but he does have residual effects from it. I have another friend who is in the hospital right now uh, fighting the virus as well. So it, it's kind of hit a little bit close to home. So it kind of makes me worry about, do I want to have my son everywhere? Uh, the, the, on the other hand, it sucks because as a single parent, he has to go where I go. So if I got to go to HEB, he has to go to HEB. If I got to go to Target, he goes to Target. Those are about the only two places I go right now uh, because I'm trying to be careful um, with him and that is the other thing I'm trying to decide do I want my son to go to school right now it's up in the air you know I, I may have to send him and I may not have any choice but to send him because I'm a single parent and I gotta work I, I I'm not gonna get my bills and everything paid for you know I, I do everything pretty much by myself and what I wanted to do is um, ask my son if he wanted to come on I, I think he's a little shy but I asked him if he wanted to talk and discuss how he felt about going back to school. He is eight years old. His name is Aiden, and he is in the third grade, well, going to the third grade. Uh, so, Aiden, why don't you say hello to everybody? Hi. 
Um, how are you doing today? Good. Good? So tell me, how long have you been out of school? Since March. Since March. That's a long time. How has that, how's that made you feel being out of school so long and not, you know, being able to hang out with your friends like you used to? A little bit. Disturbing. Disturbing? Why do you say disturbing? Because, um, because you never know if they can have it sometimes. You never know if they can have it? Can you speak mm -hmm. up just a little bit more? Okay. So you don't know if they have it, right? Yeah. So what what is that? Does that make you not want to play with them or not want to talk to them? A little bit. A little bit? Oh, okay. And does it does it make you feel how does it make you feel like in your head and not being able to go do anything like you used to? It makes you confused. Confused? Why? I can't I because you're gonna have to relearn because um, you're gonna have to do a lot of stuff differently. Differently than what you're used to? Yeah. Yeah. Well now that you know that you're going back to school, how do you feel about going back to school if you have to go? Do you feel happy, sad? Scared. Scared. Why are you why do you feel so scared? Because one cough and they can have it. One cough and they can have it. Are you scared that they're that they're not taking they're not gonna take the right right you know precautions? When you're there? No, they're just not gonna like there's because you told me once that pe bo people bodies are different, so they can have it, but they just don't show their symptoms. So if they cough or sneeze, they can just pass it along to everyone. But what about wearing masks? What if they make y'all wear masks? Would that make you feel a little bit safer? A little bit, but it's gonna be hard to breathe a little bit too. It's gonna be hard to breathe in there. You wear one now, right? Yeah. When we go out. How does that feel when you have to wear your mask when you go shopping at HEB or go to Target? It doesn't make me feel great. It doesn't make you feel great? Why? Because, because whatever, whatever you're buying, you need to take a, back, uh, a little breath that you can't take it off at school. Oh, so does it make you feel like you're suffocating? Is that what you're saying? It feels like you're dying. It feels like I'm going to suffocate. And how does it feel not being able to talk to your friends or see your friends or play with your friends? How does that make you feel? Not happy because you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on? Do you think people tell y'all what's going on or do you think you keep it from y'all? Don't tell us. Don't tell us? Don't tell y'all? Why do you think we don't tell y'all? Or some parents don't tell their kids what's going on? Because they don't want us to worry about it. Oh, but y'all see it, right, in the news? Yeah. Where do you see a lot of the stuff that talk about the, the virus? Where do you hear a lot about it from? News. News? What, like, what do you watch? Like, what, what have you seen? Where have you seen it talk about the virus? On where? News channels. News channels? Okay. Now, if you have to go to school, if you can describe how you feel about going to school, give me one word. Scared. Can you describe scared in three colors? Black. Black? Why black? Because it's hard to see. Can you say that again so they can hear? it's hard to see in my mind. It's hard to see in your mind. Okay. What's another color? Red. Red. Red? Why red? Because it's 
Because you're angry. So why would you be angry about the whole pandemic? I can't play with my friends. Can't play with your friends. You can't play your sports. Like they canceled baseball, huh? And they have the Fourth of July Oh, and what's the other color? The other color. Blue. Blue? Why blue? Droopy and sad. Because it's droopy and sad. Okay. So that's, those are, those are some pretty interesting colors that you picked to describe what scared is for you, huh? Mm -hmm. So what do you think, what do you think is important for parents and teachers to do for y'all? What do you think is important? What do you think is important? Time to watch us. Watch y'all? How? Because what? Because what if the teacher wants to go do something and they're just goofing around and they take off their mask and then they just cough? Okay. So do you, do you think it's important for parents to talk to you all about it? Yeah. Why do you think it's important? So you guys know what to do. So we know what to do and how to make you feel comfortable? Yeah. Oh, okay. What, what else? It's just that us pray, the parents pray, dads, moms, and us pray. Let God and Jesus do what they need to do, and they will go. So just pray and hope. Pray and hope. Those are some very, very big things. Why do you say pray and hope? Because the more you, because the more you pray and the more you hope, it will go, go it will disappear faster. Now, what do you think the first day of school is going to be like for you, if you have to go? A little bit different. There's still going to be news going on. There's not going to be as many kids in the classroom. There's probably like, like one session, like there's not that many kids in there. Like they get to like do distant learning, and the other session probably like it's going to be, like they get to go in and you do the distant learning. And what about how do you think recess is going to play? Do you think they're going to have a recess? Yes, but it's going to be a lot different than, or no, because if it does, that means we're going to be a little bit bored. We might just sit down and stuff, because we can't play together. Oh. So I, I've i been trying to take you to do different things, right? Yes. Uh, walking, and the pool just opened up, and, and um, lots about, you know, we don't get to go to the movies like we used to, but... Does means does just going out and walking and swimming does that help a little bit or is that still it's not a enough? A little bit, it helps a little bit. A little yes. bit. Yeah. Mm. What would you like to see? What I mean, what was your favorite thing to do before everything started? Going out. Going out. Where'd you like to go? Movies. Movies. Is that what you miss? Yes. Oh, okay. What else? Anything else you have to say? No. No? So if you have one wish about going back to school, what would you like to see? No corona. No corona. So do you want all your friends and everything to be healthy? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing, you just have to eat healthy too. You have to eat healthy. Do you eat healthy? Sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. Because I eat fruit. Have you talked to any of your friends? No. 
Not even, y'all didn't have no Zoom meetings when you were doing your birth Yes, once. Once? How did that make you feel Only when you got twice. to see? Okay, well, twice. How did that make you feel when you saw your friends on, on the Happy computer? Happy to see them that they're safe. Happy that they're safe. Oh. But it's not the same, huh? Yeah. All right, well, Aiden, I would really like to thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and letting people know how you feel and what probably other kids are feeling about having to go back to school and what the pandemic has done and how different things have been for them. Is there anybody you want to say hi or bye to? Hi, Sissy. Bye, everyone. Bye, Aiden. Well, Aiden's going to go off to the next room so he can go hear his... TikTok, I think that's what he's going to go on. Um, but like I said, you know, I brought him on here just so, you know, you can get a feeling of, you know, this is an eight-year-old kid. You know, he's my son, and he's pretty damn bright for being eight. And he has a lot to say, and he questions a lot of things. And I think that's one of the things that is awesome that he says that, you know, we need to let them know what's going on. You know, we, we can't hide them from it. One thing I find amazing about my son is all the questions that he asks. I, I have three uh, signs that we got recently for our program here. One just talks about Project Reach, what we do, what we're, our, our mission is, what we're committed to. I have one that's about teen vaping. And my son was reading it, and he started asking me questions about it. And he's like, I'm glad that you don't do that, Mom, because, you know, I don't want your lungs to hurt. Because it says it can hurt your lungs. And I have another one that talks about a higher risk, uh, which is the use of substance or substance use disorder and COVID-19. How the two correlate and how it makes that person much more of a higher risk. And he's reading it and he's asking me questions. And he's like, Mom, you, you, I am glad that you don't do these things because, you know, I don't want I don't want it to be bad for you if you were to get it. Uh, he's like, I'm glad you're, you, you stay healthy. And it's just amazing because he sat there and, and he read it. Um, and we forget that our kids tend to question things and we need to be able to answer what we can to give them that little bit of knowledge. Uh, recently, I was watching on Netflix a show called Down to Earth with Zac Efron and Dylan Olin. I think that's the guy's last name. Um, the guy that he was with is like a health guru. You know, he talks about super superfoods that are healthy. And what they did was they traveled different areas in um, different countries to see how and what they were doing to um, make their community, their country better. Uh, I think the favorite, my one of my favorite ones was the Iceland one, which was the first one because they were converting volcanic gases into energy, and that's how they heated up um, their their towns. What they were doing in the community uh, to make it a better place. And another one that he, I was watching it. He came in. The one I was seeing that he sat and he actually watched was the one about water recycling water and how it was in Paris and how Paris had water stations and that when you would go in and. You know, instead of buying bottled water, you would just buy an empty bottle, go to this water station and refill it. So it was telling people, hey, buy a bottle, use the bottle, get your water at the at the stations. Um, I don't think they sell bottled water there, but they have water stations. They have carbonized water stations. So that's what they're doing uh, in their country to recycle water. And he sat there and he was just like, mom, I can't believe they do this. Why don't they do this here? 
and the different things that they were talking about. And he sat and he was watching it. And I was amazed by that because he started asking questions. And I was like half asleep. And I was like, please stop asking questions. But at the same time, I was elated because he's not scared to talk to me. And I think that's one of the biggest factors that we tend to miss. And it's all generational. Uh, We are a copy of what our parents, we are what our parents are. Our parents are what their parents were. We learn what we learn from them. And um, if changes want to happen, we have to make those changes and break that type of, of learning that we have, that we have gotten from our family. You know, we always sit there and say, I'm never going to be like my mom or dad. And then we do things we're like, holy crap, this is what my mom and dad used to do. And that's not what I want to do. But we have to change that. And one of the things that I learned and I try to do really hard with my son is being having an open conversation. Am I here to be his friend? No. But I want him to come to me and talk to me about anything and not him and him not be afraid that I'm going to blow off the deep end. And all these questions he was asking me, I was dirt tired. I was ready for bed. But at the same time, I was like, okay, you know, he's asking questions. I'm glad we have a conversation. We go on walks and we'll talk about the craziest things. And I'm like, where did this come out of? But I'm glad. And I think that's what we need to do as parents with our kids. It's important that we talk to our kids versus talk at. I come from a family where our family doesn't talk to you. They talk at you. And that doesn't help. When I used to facilitate at a high school and we used to talk about drugs and alcohol, how to cope, how to, um, how to relax, how to talk to our peers, um, I would give them the tools. And one of the things that they would always tell me is like, why am I going to tell my mom? They're just not going to listen. They're just going to talk. They're going to yell at me. And it's true. And I get it. I'm not saying be your, your kid's best friend because that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to parent. But we need to listen. If we want to know what's going on in our kid's life, we need to listen, especially more than ever with this pandemic going on. Because I don't think our kids know how to cope. My son's coping mechanism right now is he plays with his pets, his dog. He hugs his dog, you know, if he gets frustrated. Or he has a pillow that he hugs really tight. Or he'll just crawl in my arms and me hold him like a baby. And it soothes him. And I'm not going to lie, me and my son, we have our battles. It's like it, it'll get World War Three in there. But when it's calm and after we're both like, all right, this is what happened. Let's talk about it. We talk about it. And we need to do that. If we want to know what's going on in our children's lives, we need to be able to have a conversation with them and talk to them and recognize the changes that they have. Like what are the changes that they go through if they start using drugs? You know, what habits do they have? you got a question. It doesn't mean hit them over with the baseball bat, but talk to them. Talk to them so we can make changes, especially now with the pandemic. You need to talk to your kids more than ever. We need to be able to provide mental stability, not for just our kids, but for ourselves. And we need to be able to not only teach ourselves how to cope with the changes, but also teach our kids so our kids don't turn to going out with other kids, drinking and driving and being out and you know, like my dad used to say, you're 16, what business do you got out got with being out till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, right? I used to tell my students the same thing when I taught, when I facilitate. Like, what do you, what business do you have being out to? There's nothing for you to do. You're 16. There's nowhere for you to go. Why risk you getting killed by somebody or somebody or you killing somebody else because you're drinking and driving or you're high off your rocker? 
And I think when I talked to my kids about it, they loved it. it. It were transparent, you know, and they would come and talk to me about everything. And that's what I like about the relationship I, I try to have with my son is I want him to talk to me. I'm not going to talk at him. I'm going to talk to him, and we're going to figure it out and what the consequences are. And I'm not going to lie. He'll sit there sometimes when he's pissed off with me. Like the last few days, he told me he hated me. He couldn't stand me. He didn't like me. I sucked. I'm not his friend. You know, I want to go live with dad. And I told him, I said, you want to live with your dad? Okay, you got 48 hours. I'll give you two days to think about it so you can really think about it. If you still want to go live with your dad, that's fine. It's, it's your choice. I'm not going to hate you for it. But if, if you hate me for all these other things, that's fine too. Because you know what? Then I know I'm doing my job. I know what I'm supposed to be doing to make sure you are a good kid. Uh, now my downfall, I spoil him, which I shouldn't. Parents don't spoil your kids because you will pay for it as they get older. I'm telling you. Um, and sometimes I pay for it. But in the end, I talk to my son. I ask him all the time, what was your favorite part of your day? What thing made you happy? I love you. Whatever I can tell him so he knows that he can come and talk to me. We need to recognize that. Um, over the course of probably the next uh, episodes, this is things that we're going to be talking about. I am hoping to get, I'm trying to get some more kids on here. I'm hoping to try maybe do this uh, next podcast um, over Facebook Live and see if we can get parents or kids involved or if maybe if anybody wants to uh, participate in a Zoom recording slash podcast uh, to talk about the needs of our youth and what coincides with the needs of our youth is figuring out what the needs of our community are because what happens in our community affects our youth. What our youth does affects our community and regardless of what side of town you're on we need to recognize what we need in the community so we can let our city council know and get those changes implemented and be the voice of not just for our community but for our youth we need to educate education is prime with whatever it's about uh you know it's not about bashing and saying drugs are bad drugs are bad don't do it it's about look Drugs are bad. This is what can happen. It doesn't matter if it's illegal, if it's street, if it's over-the-counter. They're all bad for you. This is what can happen. These are the consequences. we got to be able to make it relatable so kids can understand why. Why is it bad to do it? So they can come out saying, well, hell, do I want to end up like this? That's what we got to do. We can't go in and bash things over their head. Not with today's kids, because there's so much technology. We gotta be able to talk to them. We gotta be able to give them, give them something substantial that they can relate to, whether it's another human being that has gone through the same situation. And and like I said, uh, if you have young ones in elementary, talk to your kids. Let them voice how they feel about this pandemic. So that way you know, so that way you can figure out, is my kid going into a depression? Because it's real. We tend to think that our kids have no stressors, but kids nowadays have so much stress, it's unbelievable, but it's because of technology. Back in my day, we didn't have a lot of, we didn't have technology like this. So yeah, we were stressed, but not, not as bad as it is now. 
you have kids that are cyberbullying and commit suicide or have suicidal ideation because they're being picked on, you know, or some are self-medicating through the use of alcohol and, you know, street drugs, prescription drugs because of hiding what's going on at home or how they're truly feeling or because they need to make that A for their, their dad because, you know, having anything less than an A for their parents, for their mom or for their dad is unacceptable. We got to keep an eye on that. We got to understand what is out there. We got to understand how our kids talk so we can have that understanding. And I hate to say it, with this pandemic, there are good and bads. You know, we got to take it in strides. And one of the things that people should be using this time for in this pandemic is you know what? Have family time, sit together at dinner, put all your electronics off. <clears throat> And talk. I used to love that as a kid. When, when my family home, dinner was dinner. You came and you sat your butt in the kitchen and you ate. Even if you didn't want to talk, you just wanted to eat, you ate. But we had discussions. We all, it was like a check-in. How is everybody doing? There were disagreements at the table. I ain't going to lie because it's a Hispanic family. But we were together and we talked. You know, talked about school, talked about what we like. We don't, nobody does that now. Take this time to do it now. Why not? Take this time to learn who your child is. Figure out who they are. Figure out what their needs are, especially during this pandemic. Don't be afraid to ask them, are you, have, have you tried using drugs? Have you tried smoking? Okay, well, you know what? Let's talk about it. Why are you doing this? Rather than yell at them, find out the why. Why? Is it peer pressure? Is it because... This is the only way you can cope with what's going on in today's society at home or going uh, dealing with what's happening with this pandemic. Community needs. That's the next thing we're going to touch on is community needs, like I said briefly. We need to know what we our community needs. Everybody needs to know what the community needs so we can provide a better lifestyle for our youth and a better education for our youth. We need to be that voice regardless of where you're from. Because we are the people that can make that change. We need to vote people in and have people that are going to work for work to help us. Because in the end, they work for us. We don't work for them. They work for us. So we need to figure out what our needs are in the community. Whether it's going to local businesses. Um, like I had somebody that does the same thing that we do. He's in another state. And they've gone to different local businesses asking them if they can move their, you know, glass pipes and whatever that they have, paraphernalia, I call it, and they can move it in back of the counter versus it being right there at the counter where an 8-year-old or 10-year-old or 12-year-old can have visualization of it. And we and, and he's like, yeah, we put stickers on their door saying this is a friendly, uh, a family-friendly store. And a lot, he's like, a lot of businesses, I think he's like, maybe... 5% of local businesses didn't want to do that, but about majority of them did. We need to start voicing what's out there. Look in your cabinet, too. Um, talk to your kids. Read, you know, what you need to look at, you know, your behaviors. Understand consequences. Parents, us too, we need to understand what our consequences are. And we go ahead and provide alcohol to kids. 
What are those consequences if something happens, if that kid goes and gets in an accident? Where'd they get that alcohol from? They're going to trace it all the way back. What are your consequences going to be, right? Learn about it. Understand it. Understand that this pandemic is hard on everybody. People, I understand we don't want to wear a mask. I hate wearing that damn thing. I hate it because I feel like I suffocate because I do have, you know, a little bit of asthma. I do suffer from that. Uh, my son doesn't need to, technically doesn't need to wear it because he's under 10, but I make him wear it because I am worried about not just his safety, about the people around him. Because it's not just about him. He's not the only one in the world. I'm not the only one in the world. There's like billions of people in the world. So we got to think about that. It's not about taking your liberties and, and your freedoms away. It's just about making sure we limit it, limit the possibility of getting this disease. Because I tell you, when you see somebody get it and you hear somebody that, that you've known for years, that you knew that since they were kids and you see them get it and they're fighting for their life, it's disheartening. You know, it, it really is. Um, it, it sucks that, you know, kids are being, were, you know, being forced to go back to school. I understand that they do need a sense of normalcy. Uh, you heard my son, how he feels. He's on the, he's in the middle. Like he misses it, but at the same time doesn't want to go back because he's scared. But we need to talk to our kids and let them reassure them and give them that assurance that, hey, you know, this is what you need to do. Try it. Let's see what we can and go from there. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm trying to get some more kids, maybe some parents on here and talk a little bit more about this. Talk about what the community needs for our youth and the community needs for education, how we can make things a better place, especially through this, what we have to do, the new normalcy. Um, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, once again, you know, join me every Wednesday. Uh, we'll have something new to talk about, trying to focus on uh, different aspects of what goes on in our community. Because like I said, SA Project Youth, this is community and youth. We're here to work for them, not against them. So everybody have a blessed day. Stay safe, wear your mask, and I'll see you next week.